I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, okay, so this thing is held up with um, duct tape and chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey! If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Hey, guys, welcome to Objectively Incorrect. I'm your boy, Stephen Smith. I'm here today with Stefan Joseph, the dude that wants to help. Hello. <laughs> Stefan, welcome to the show. Today we're gonna we're gonna jump we're gonna jump into um into a deep conversation about man efficiency. We're gonna be talking about the COVID vaccinations to a bit. Stefan being fast and furious guy, um saving his wife from the impending, you know, doom of the beginning of the day. Um, you know, him being uh, he's not a new father, he's been a father for a bit. But he's going to have well, a, a new addition to his family soon. Um, and that's great. So st- congratulations, Stefan, 100%. Thank you very much, man. All right. And Stefan also has some ideas that could actually help us to move forward, especially in the, in, the, in the health department. And not just health, because I think we touched on a few other things too. So guys, what we're going to do first and foremost, Stefan, if you have, we're going to just jump right into fact or fiction. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five statements and you're going to just say if you think they're true or false. Um, all of these you're gonna make me look not smart (laughs) maybe but if you don't look smart then you'll be smarter at the end of it so there's always something on the other side alright let's go let's go alright so all of these are based on pregnancy (laughs) 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 alright so let's go number one the oldest recorded woman to have a baby was 66 years old the oldest recorded woman to have a baby was 66 years old true or false Ooh, that's a tough one because I actually think they were older. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go with fall. It's actually true. The Guinness World what? Record, yeah. Maria Del Carmen Bosada, Lara, wow, they got long oh, names, wow. right? Is the oldest woman to give birth. The Spanish woman was 66 years old when she gave birth to twins in 2006. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. 66 is a long time. I thought they were older. I me, thought there was someone older. Me too. I thought there was a 78-year-old, but you know, I probably yeah. just dreamed now in my sleep. All right, number two. <laughs> the longest recorded pregnancy was 315 days. The longest recorded... 315 days? 15 days. The normal pregnancy, I think, is 280 days, and most pregnancies actually yeah. follow True or false? Ah... Uh, because I got the last one wrong, I'm so scared. But <laughs> I would, I would go ahead and say true, false. It's false. It is the, yeah. the longest recorded pregnancy was actually 375 days. That's a hundred seventy-five. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. It wow. happened, which is a hundred days after the average pregnancy, basically, and that happened in 1945. This, this is crazy stuff. This wow. is crazy stuff. All right, number three. Scientists have proved that the shape of a woman's belly can predict the gender of her baby. Scientists have proved that the shape... False. 100% false. false. That, 100%. It's just ridiculous. But it, it's also interesting. They say, um, actually, the stomach muscles stretch 
with subsequent pregnancies. So if a woman's belly is higher up, it's probably it probably just means she has strong abdominal muscles mm-hmm. or this is not her first pregnancy. And I knew that because <laughs> my wife being pregnant, her belly is higher than the last pregnancy. What? That means she she, yeah. she actually got stronger muscles, man. You, you, you're doing good. You're making good improvements. Just go to Stefan. <laughs> All right, number four. Thank you. Number four, pregnant women start producing breast milk as early as 21 weeks. Oh, no, sorry. I read that wrong. Pregnant women start producing breast milk at earliest 21 weeks into their pregnancy. Pregnant women start producing breast milk at earliest 21 weeks into their pregnancy. True or false? You see, you ask a lot of trick questions, you know, because <laughs> uh-huh. it's not really called breast milk. It's called colostrum. So it's like I don't know if that's the angle that they're coming from. No, they're not. They're not trying but, to mislead you with the. the oh, okay. No, no, okay, but I, I think that could. That's true. It's actually false. The thing Ouch. is, moms moms start producing breast milk um, on average fourteen weeks into pregnancy, or they could do it as uh, early. As, yeah, yeah. So could as start early as, as early yeah. as fourteen weeks. All right. So last one. So number so five. Two. So you got two orders. So this is it. This is the tie. This is it. Let me get it. Let me pass. All right. (laughs) At age 30, a couple's monthly chance of conception is around 20%. At age 30, a couple's monthly chance of conception is around 20%. True or false? True. 100% true. Yeah. 100%. They're they're saying it's like 50-50 when you're young based on data that they get. And it drops like... Significantly. Significantly as you get... Every year it drops. Correct. And the thing is, by age 40, the chance is around 5% each month. Yeah. It falls off dramatically because of the preparations for menopause and that kind of stuff. Correct. Correct. Not just with women, but with men too. Exactly. With men. Well, it it, it drops off significantly with men. Yeah. The testosterone, it does. Yeah. It does. And the thing is, as you get older and so on, even the, 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 um, what do I call it by? Your sperm's um, ability to fertilize loses its potency. They run in the wrong direction, the little idiots. <laughs> 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 they, they, they run in the wrong direction. They do like, all kinds of stupidness. All kinds of stupidness. They swim in circles. Like, that's one of the things that I, I looked at. But yeah, they, they swim in circles. <laughs> Pregnancy is truly a miracle. It is. It is truly it a is. miracle. It is, it is. So how you doing, bro? How are you? How are you? How are the lockdown treating you? <laughs> um, it has been very enlightening. Enlightening, to be honest. Yeah, because I spent most of the time, uh, previous lockdown, this lockdown, every lockdown, I just spent it like reading and and uh, watching like documentaries and stuff like that, just learning in general. Wow. Uh-huh. Um. It was a good. It was a good time because I got to catch up on a lot of things. Like um, there are a lot of technology in the world mm-hmm. that that has come to the fore. That you know, being a dad and a social worker and a husband just doesn't give me enough time in a given day to like keep up with those stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I got an opportunity to nerd out, which is <laughs> one of the coolest things about me, I, I suppose. Wow. Um, uh-huh. So that, that was cool. Um, you know, and, it's, it's interesting because the thing is, it's, it's the same on this side, like, um, other than growing out a massive amount of locks. Um, 
my lockdown locks. Um, I think I think every time we've had lockdowns, it's always been a time for me to one uh, re-engage with my family because sometimes I think we get busy. Like I I, I get to a, a busy point. I'm very focused. I'm like a hyper-focused person. Um, yep, me too. So when me I get too. into doing any projects or anything, it's just like this is what's going to take up my time now, right? Exactly. And then you only break to catch something to eat or to sleep. And then it's back because the focus is never relaxed. You know, it never stops. Like you're eating and you're still working. Correct. You're sleeping and you're still working. Correct. Correct. And then I'm the same way. It's like, you know, when I, when I came to St. Kitts, when I came to the social social department it's like there are so many things that i wanted to do mm-hmm. and then heartbreak after heartbreak working there wow you know it's like it just never panned out to what i wanted it to be you know you, like, you, you, I, I, you went in there to make a difference and yeah i did and i got in trouble <laughs> i got in trouble um because well you know me well enough like you know i'm a dog with a bone so it's like I, I see something that needs changing. And for me, it's like, it's not about what's stopping you from changing it. It's mm-hmm. like, what can we do? Like, if that avenue doesn't work or this avenue doesn't work, like, what is it that we can do to to make, like, the smallest amount of change? Mm-hmm. And uh, I get, like, because I'm hyper-focused, you know, it comes with a frustration when of you're course. not getting of what you need to do done. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why it was so heartbreaking for me because then it just like really went downhill from there, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, like I said, I got in trouble for, for being, for being, being what, a little, a little, too, a little too assertive. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, it's, it's, I, I think it's my voice really because i have i don't want to say like a deep voice but mm. i have like a deep enough voice and when i speak um and you'll hear me reference my wife a lot because she's like my best friend uh mm. she would say that you know how you say something typically like comes across like very like you're very sure yeah of yeah, yeah and and mm. it's it's, it's it puts off people a lot of the times, like when you're so sure of yourself, which I never understood in my life, because it's like, if you know something to be true, mm-hmm. then why do I have to come across in a subserving kind of way in order for you to listen to me? Like, I've never understood that social dynamic. It's, you know? it's it's really funny, like like uh, like the social the social dynamic that you're speaking of. It's like the difference between like humility and 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 borderline arrogance. Because there's a yeah. and the thing is, it's it's different because in 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 our public sphere, it's very difficult to to ascertain um, certain which is which. which is which because some people some people they have their masters are they they're very um, they have an expertise in a certain field. You don't. Right, so when mm-hmm. they come on, if they, if they come into a forum and a, a platform and they're saying, okay, X is X and Y is actually X squared, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. um, you sure? You know, like you question you yeah. you have no expertise whatsoever. You you're questioning them who have the expertise. Like, you sure? You sure? Yeah. And and it's it's I- it's funny because I think we do it 
sometimes even to our own um ham um like yeah. like one time one time i remember this guy he, he was talking to a doctor and the doctor was giving him a, a diagnosis and he was like no web md told me that that's not how it goes and so it's like web md but 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 this guy's a doctor right and he's like yeah um yeah but i went and did my own research you did not do the research that i did Like I'm not saying don't be informed. Like go out and try to find out what's going on. But remember also when you're going out to do your own research, that you might find people who have opinion pieces that come over like facts. Exactly, and and that's 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 the backdrop to I think everything that we're about to discuss. Too. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day when we were growing up, in order for you to write a book, in order for you to publish a book, you had to have facts. Correct. You had to have mm-hmm. research and documentation. You, you had to have proof that what you're saying is in fact true. Mm-hmm. And then that book was published. Then that book was read by your peers. And after it was read by your peers, then they would scrutinize it based on other nuances or other mm-hmm. rules and so on. And then it would get like a passing grade or a failing grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be put into, if you got a failing grade, it would be put into the category of fiction. And if you got a passing grade, it would be put into the category of scientific fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people were stuck in the theoretical area because they didn't have enough for a pass, but it was close enough mm-hmm. that, you know, they could get a theory positive. Correct. And and, and, and also people would have to test it and, and see if it's actually... Exactly. Yeah. And the thing with the scientific method, it has to be, you have to be able to reproduce that by following the same steps, mm-hmm. right? So if I say the sky is blue and I determined that the sky was blue by going outside and looking up. Everyone should be able to go outside and look up and see that the sky is blue. Yeah. That's just how the scientific method works. And <clears throat> nowadays we have the world wide web. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have interconnectivity on a, a huge scale. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. And so everyone has an opinion and, and it, Even when I speak to persons from time to time and we look at uh, more ancient books and I would say, well, that was coming from a time where, again, everybody could speak and say whatever it is they wanted to say based on their experience. Mm-hmm. So you you have to trust the fact checkers of back then to determine it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't in, it wasn't as interconnected. It, it, the thing is to exactly. it wasn't as interconnected as no. So somebody in Asia might not have been able to influence somebody that deeply exactly. in in in, in exactly. Europe or, or, or the UK or Africa or whatever. It's just like there was this no there was no um no, no kind of I don't want to say referendum or there was no concise concise a consensus on anything. It was just like exactly. well, it's true for us over here in Asia. But, but it's not true for you over there. It's not right? true for you in Africa right now. <laughs> And we so don't even know that the theories exist independently. We exactly. are independent. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's where it's like you kind of like have like a pseudo time dilation happening mm-hmm. between then and now. Because mm-hmm. now we're discovering new texts and we can put it into context because... We find something in Asia that says, hey, this is what we were dealing with over here. Mm-hmm. Then we find something in Africa and they say, this is what we were dealing with over here. Correct. 
in some senses, it's the same thing that we were dealing with, but a different different representation of it or a different projection of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how you have typhoons and hurricanes, mm-hmm. exactly. same thing, mm-hmm. but you know, called by different name and have different scales and different intensities mm-hmm. uh, just because of where they are. Mm-hmm. So now these days, like we have all of that happening like at once. At once There's and no, it's flooding. Mm-hmm. So, so I can put out a piece and say, hey, I saw this and so on. And people are failing to recognize that you cannot always trust your eyes. Go you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so especially no. Especially yeah, now. Especially now. Especially now. So because you 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 walk into a, a hospital or yeah. well, they say perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you walk into a bar, a hospital, anywhere, and you see someone holding someone else by their throat. The first thought that is going to go through your mind, based on the person that you are or the place that you are, if you see someone in the hospital holding somebody by the throat, the the first thought is probably. Oh, that person was doing something that, and they needed to be restrained. Mm. If you see that same exact instance in a bar, then you're, you're going to say, "Well, fighting. those two persons are fighting." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then if you see it out on the street somewhere, then you toss it up to to whatever. <laughs> it could but be anything. <laughs> it's like it could be anything. So it's like until you investigate the parameters that that occurred within each situation in each place, then you don't really know. You don't know. And mm-hmm. and I find like we don't do that. We we like to take things wholesale. Mm-hmm. Right? We're like, oh well, this country is doing this. So I'm gonna do that. And it's supposed to work. But then when it doesn't work, we're like, well why didn't it work? It worked for them. And then we, we start coming up with all of these different theories as to why it didn't work. But no one is testing the theories. True, to and it's too if they're onto something. And it's also true that I mean, even going a little bit further, you try something, it doesn't work, and you you do the same thing again. Yeah, I think that's even more. Yeah. That's even yeah. more that's <laughs> detrimental. The of insanity. insanity. It's the definition of insanity. You do it, and, it doesn't work. We, you do it again. And so we have persons who are going on the world wide web, reading everything from everywhere. No, it's really hard to tell who is credible because in, in their, for, for their credit, right, mm-hmm. we do have a lot of crookedness that is occurring in this world. Mm-hmm. And I would say all of the time, follow the money because we live in a capitalist society. We live in a capitalist world. And if, if you, whether you believe in capitalism or not, or you believe that this form of capitalism isn't like what capitalism should have been, mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, right now we have a form of capitalism that is detrimental to to everybody. Correct, correct. Right, because because mm-hmm. one person must lose in this this, this state of capitalism. Right, mm-hmm. I am going to find out how to make the most out of whatever, not just what I have, but what everyone else is, have, everyone else has, has mm-hmm. and reach my zenith. And I really don't care what happens to you. So if you take that principle and you apply it and you say, we're in a capitalist world, something doesn't seem right, then follow the money. Mm-hmm. See where the money leads you. Uh, and in order to follow the money, you have to look at economics and, and how world trade works and, and all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's what I ended up spending my time doing during the lockdowns. Like I followed the, the money. money on a lot of different topics um, on uh, because even 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 topics such as like 
global warming and, and climate change mm-hmm. and pollution, like if you follow the money, like you truly recognize that there's some really messed up stuff cool. happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you take it back to as recent as when uh, smoking cigarettes, not cigarettes, um, well, cigarettes, not cigars, mm-hmm. came out. Like you had these companies that used to pay for for commercials that said that smoking was beneficial yes, yes, for yes. your health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got all of these persons hooked on smoking. Right. Correct. And then it turns out that it wasn't beneficial for your health. But, you know, what I find extremely funny is that after they lied to everyone <laughs> and, uh, you know, smoking, smoking is still a thing. So you have the freedom and you have the right to smoke. Right. Correct. Their only responsibility is to say on the label that the minister of health in whichever country says that smoking is bad for your health. This is like, this is this do, is this. Do you not find that like sinister? It is sinister. It's always been sinister because the thing is, it goes even further because the tobacco industry and I'll say straight up, the tobacco industry, mm-hmm. they actually paid for their own bias research. Like yeah, they're paid yeah. scientists to do tests that would come up to a certain conclusion. And this is why when yep. they say scientific studies prove, it's like, but your scientific you study. You have to look at the data. Yes. Exactly. You have to look at the raw data. You have to say, well, how many persons were in the study? Exactly. Okay. Then exactly. you have to say what background, what comorbidities did these persons have? So but then be- you have to analyze how they arrived at their but the thing is also to you know what you know what you said that that even that goes a little further and go a little above that who paid for the study yeah, because and then it goes and also it always goes through a corporation that forms a nonprofit that has like some kind of shell company. Ex- it always goes can, through those routes. If you can get back to who funded the study, you would understand sometimes I'll tell why they yeah. came up with the conclusion that they came up with. Because I there's a lot of things that we sell now that are known carcinogenics, right? Are known to be but then, but detrimental. Then the, question is, the question is, are they in fact carcinogenic? Because I'm not trying to make anybody paranoid here, but no. the truth of the matter is, is that the more you know, the more you're responsible for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've learned that from a, a, a young age. And it also, it has the propensity to make you a happier person or a sadder person. And we've, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Like people choose ignorance because they, they just don't want to have to deal with the responsibility of that course. comes with knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right? But going back to what we were saying, it's like, how do you know? Because again, you don't have the results of, you have the results of a study, but you don't have the details of it. True. Because each study is conducted differently. So I could pick up a hairspray and it says, oh, this material has a known carcinogen. Um, What I would like to say, too, is that biology is super important because for persons that participate in a lot of these studies, you have to look at their background. Uh, I like to say in the Caribbean, we have like a very mixed race background. Mm -hmm. As much as we'd like to say that we're black, we have a very mixed race background. And so our genetics, uh, they, they display themselves differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have situations where, you know, these studies are done in, 
in white countries. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like so bad. No, it doesn't. But it's even, true. It's true. Even even the black populace in those countries, their genetic makeup differs. And then the environmental is condition. also different. It differs. And in science, science is very, very specific. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot get a general understanding from all of these studies and tests and so on. Mm. And and going back to what you said about being sinister, the, the, the technocrats, mm. they're not sinister whatsoever. They're just doing what they know how to do, mm-hmm. which is test. Uh, well, they, 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 they do the whole scientific method, which of is, course. you know, you, you basically, you have an idea, a you ask a question, or you, you hypothesize. Yeah, you hypothesize. And then after you hypothesize, you test. You, you test the hypothesis, you look at the results, and then you see whether or not the hypothesis was true or not. And then you start all over again. Correct. Right? Um, so they're just doing what they're doing, and they will present whatever results they, they get. But I think they, 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 and even the persons running the company, I, I don't want to even call them sinister because I think they're just operating in a, a capitalist system that you have to get the most bang for your buck. That is your job. I think there are so two things doing their job. There are two things. There are two things at play here because there's some. There's a lot of, of pull, push and pull in this. For one, we don't usually um, have technocrats be at the top of any organization. I don't know if you realize it. Technocrats, yes, we, we don't, we don't, there are really very few technocrat politicians. There are very few technocrat CEOs. Very few. Um, usually, and they should have some up there. Really they should. Because techno, technocrats just do not deal with the flop. They, they deal with... The, the results. They deal with results, yes. Like, and efficiency. Yeah. Right? But the thing exactly. is... Exactly. I think, I think what it is is that because technocrats... Are, it, it, it sometimes comes with a character type. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. technocrats are not necessarily after the, the whole power mechanic and the leadership thing. They just want to do their jobs. They, they, they love exactly. coming up with the right... So it's like we're not, we're not really... They're not attracted to it. And we're not attracted to the the sort of, uh, you know, exactly. And if you look at history, you have so many brilliant scientists that came up with things that were, that they developed in a bubble. Correct. You know, they developed it in a bubble and never really thought about real world applications. Uh, For instance, quantum computing, right? Mm -hmm. Quantum computing has been a thing for for years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they're they're getting closer to a stable, a more usable room temperature quantum computing setup, mm-hmm. right? Which which is going to it's like imagine having a quantum computer, a very small, even a very small quantum computing chip in your desktop. Oh like my god! Your, your your editing workflow just changes. Like, but, but the like, thing is, could you even think of the applications for <clears throat> um, artificial intelligence in that way? Something exactly. that's legit so, interpreting your style, replicating exactly. it without you having to really do all of the no, work. You, you, you're like, all you have to do is exactly. make adjustments. It's like, I'm gonna just like, throw all this footage here, and you're gonna just remember what my style is. Put this together you know, like how you think I would like it to be put together, and I'm just gonna come in and say, okay, I'm gonna just make an not adjustment. Just that, not, <laughs> not just that, but then look at look at uh, video editing. Mm. Um, 
look at like 3D graphics that you would want to put in video editing and ray tracing and that kind of stuff. Of course. Like imagine what it could do for ray tracing. Oh my like God. when you instead of instead of a bit that's either on and off, you have a qubit that can be on and off at, at the, the same time. time. It, it's it's mind blowing. And so it, it makes even simpler tasks even simpler. And so uh, I think it was Google. Uh, don't quote me on this. But I think it was Google. They developed, they have a quantum computing system that they were using to run uh, cancer research on. And uh, they only had uh, like a certain amount of time with it because then I guess it was military funded. Mm-hmm. So now the military is taking over the quantum computing system. Oh my God. Now, why would you give any military a quantum computing system? Oh my like, God. So, so it's like you, you look at scientists that like develop things in a bubble because it's it's something that the world needs. And I believe every scientist, they develop, good or bad, something that solves a, a particular problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, people pervert their intentions. Correct. Or, mm-hmm. or the people who fund it already had perverted intentions. Correct. Correct. And so something that was supposed to be for the good is now for the bad. And it, it, it ties in with even the, the same products that we started speaking about earlier. Mm-hmm. People didn't put things in products to, to be carcinogen. Um, they probably just never knew it was a carcinogen. Correct. In the first correct, correct. And then with our changing bodies and changing environment, things that were not cancerous before will now be cancerous. Like, I, I remember watching this documentary. It's called Kiss the Girl. Amazing documentary on Netflix. Um, and a portion of it was talking, it's all about food. Mm-hmm. And a portion of it was talking about, like, why do persons have food allergies in the first place? Mm-hmm. And that led to a conversation on, on the gut bio. Mm-hmm. And the fact that back then, we didn't have ultra-clean food. <laughs> no, we didn't, That's no. the truth. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like you, you go to the yard, you wash something off with water, and you'd eat it, and then your gut biome, like it both protects you, and uh, because it allows your white blood cells to like go through and say, "Hey, yeah, that's a good guy, that's a bad guy," mm-hmm. and then uh, when something that is foreign comes in, it's like, "Okay, we don't know who that guy is. Arrest him, and then <laughs> we'll see what happens." Right, uh-huh. and and the. Because we've gone into this ultra-clean environment, we know are producing children that cannot exist in our environment. It's true. So we're trying to cre- create this ultra-clean environment while polluting our world, but expect that our children are supposed to be able to survive in it. It's true. So it's, it's, it's a detriment. You're, you're doing a, a disservice. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, it's funny too, because there was this study that was done. I said there was this study very loosely. Um, yeah. That, that would, that Thank would, you. And that, that's the point of me saying what I'm exactly. saying. Like when you said there was a study... Be sure of what that study was on. Correct, correct. But again, it's, I'm just trying to recall it, so don't don't quote me too much. But um, mm-hmm. I do remember this. They were doing the study about children um, and animals, and they were saying that mm-hmm. if you raise your, your your child around, um, you know, like you know, felines or dogs or whatever the case is, they're going to have a mm-hmm. higher resistance to having that sort of allergy, like fur allergies exactly. and stuff. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and piggybacking on what you said, yeah. because you, I think you said something that's really very, very, very important. 
because we are trying to create a clean environment, right? You're not giving your gut biome the kind of um, latitude and flexibility to deal with a wide variety of things. And, you know, one of the countries in the world, I think that has like one of the, the lowest um, allergies or, or, or allergic reactions in, 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 in their populace is I think is Japan. And the reason for that is because Japanese, from a young age, they are sensitized to a wide variety of foods. You know, like in America, they know... Raw and cooked. Raw, (laughs) cooked, sour, fermented, um, bitter, everything. In America, there are only two... uh, Well, I mean, let me not say it so empirically. But when I went to... I remember going to, to New York a couple of years ago and trying to eat a wide variety of foods. And you know what I realized... Of all the foods I ate, there were only two foods that I came, two types of foods that I came across like 98% of the time. It's either very sweet or very, very uh-huh. salty. There's, there's yep. like, there's no, there's no, there's no. There's no balance. No, there's no balance. There's no, there's no fermented. It's just sweet and salty. Like super duper. And then, of course, there are other factors besides gut biome and, and so on, right? But we're, but we're just looking at it. And then you could look at the perfect example are, are persons who are homeless. Mm-hmm. Persons who are homeless can't afford to get trash it. and eat some really cruddy stuff. Yes, but spoiled. They live longer than a lot of people. Correct. Right, and if you take them out of the, that environment, they tend to die. Yes. Why? Because their biology. Because the human body is designed to survive. And adapt, Let yes. no one tell you otherwise. It it's is designed to survive. Mm-hmm. And because of how our brains are, we can adapt to environments a lot faster than other, um, Organisms. other animals. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned something there just now that kind of jumped out at me. Uh, you were talking about the different types of food. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of stuff. And it just doesn't develop like your palate. You're also talking about um, pets and, and kids and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So then it, you're moving into this this really cool field that I found. And and by no means am I an expert on any of this, right? <laughs> no, no, but I'm then, not either. No, no I'm not. <laughs> but it's interesting because then you have this, this field of epigenetics, mm-hmm. which is like... It's not the expression of your gene, but it still affects how your gene is expressed. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's something that I, I, I call it the environmental gene. It's something that in your environment that is advantageous to you that you pass on to your kid. Mm-hmm. And then this is how like certain behaviors and characteristics can be passed on to your kid so easily. True. Like without you even knowing, and throughout this time, it just made me realize the, the the interconnectivity of everyone and everything, and it always has to be like an all of society approach on every issue, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's like instead of as human beings, instead of we looking at what's good from this and what's good from that, and we we try to you know merge it and put it together. You know, we wholesale, like, just erase stuff. And then years later, we're going to come back and we're going to say, well, okay, because look at something as simple as sushi. I love sushi. Yeah, I love sushi too. Love, love, love sushi. <laughs> I love it. Right? Uh-huh. But can you say that sushi existed in St. Kitts and Nevis 10 years ago? Of course not. Oh. Exactly. Because oh. everybody was like, raw fish, it's from China. 
even though it's from Japan. Even, <laughs> it's it, like, yo, rockfish, no, we're not dealing with that, right? Mm. And then someone brought it, someone took a chance, and it changed a couple of persons' palettes. But then it, it didn't become like pervasive until it influenced like the right person's palette, like mm-hmm. some influencer. And then they said then, they brought they, they brought the people who they influence with them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that is how the world works currently. Everything that's done, it's done based on a fad or a trend. Mm-hmm. And once the correct person gets it, then then it begins to percolate into society. And and that's that's crazy, you it, know. It's so crazy. It's, like it's, it, it's crazy. I think too because it also could swing so violently in the wrong direction. Like, and it has, and it, it, it has it, it so does, yeah. many times. Mm-hmm. And it's like looking at our current situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's my fear, you know, because. We have a situation right now where a lot of people are talking about vaccinated and unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't really thrown my hat into that ring simply because it's already polarized, you know? Correct. correct so it's correct. like if, if you're vaccinated, you, you're, you've become or the majority have become polarized to think that the unvaccinated are stupid or less than. Mm. You yeah. know? Yeah, that's the, that's the, general, and, that's the general culture. Yeah, that's what's happening. And I find that so dangerous because I think about slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about so many other instances in life where that idea of, of someone being less than, it started as an idea. And because uh, when I think about slavery, right, mm-hmm. again, I think about capitalism. Uh, every every ancient society, their their civilization was built on some form of forced labor. Correct, correct, correct. Egyptians, um, Romans, everybody, all yeah. those major civilizations, and whether even Egypt, was even Egypt. Yep. Mm. Whether this whether it was different or the treatment was better or not, it was built on forced labor. Mm-hmm. It was built on the, the pretense or the the idea that because I am me, I do not deserve to do the same work as you. So mm. you will wash my feet, you will build my house, and you will do it all for free. And you'll also go to war and fight for me, even though you don't like me, mm-hmm. you know? And that idea worked its way through time, you know? Because it's still here. And it's still here. I think I even... Even if we flip it like really easily, right? Um, mm-hmm. Technology, well, I mean, we still have slavery. It's not, it, it doesn't come over as forced, but because of this stringent economic, um, you know, you know, constraints that a lot of people live under, you could really it, consider it. Becomes it. it becomes a, a version of slavery. It but, becomes that. But uh, one time I saw this guy, he, he made this statement and I found it to be true. Technology, is no our standing for slavery. You know? We are trying to yeah. get machines to do what we don't think we should have to do. Like yeah. that's the driving force. It's convenience and, and luxury and all of those things. They're really yeah. us and, tapping and into it's, that. It's mm. improper. 
Master because the mentality hasn't changed. No, it hasn't. No, it's improper mm-hmm. for me to have another person do a task, or it's un unethical, or it's socially irresponsible for me to have someone do a task that I don't want to do myself. Mm-hmm. And and I mention all of those things to show that the mentality, like you rightfully said, hasn't changed. No, it hasn't. So a lesser form of slavery in Egypt led to a more strict form of slavery by the Romans that led to uh, even stricter, stricter. form of, uh, of slavery with the Africans, mm-hmm. you know? And then you could look at the Holocaust and all of those other things, and it's like, it all came out of the same idea. And enslave it, but the thing is, reason, when you add hatred... For some reason... Is, yeah, the hatred is, is the hatred is engineered. It's true, but right? you realize the severity of it because by the time it came, yeah. it came to transatlantic slavery, it was it was started with an economic bias. It was like I it want was always for economics. Exactly, it was always I needed someone to cut this game. These Indians exactly. keep passing out in the sun. We can't and do I this. I don't mean Indians in a derogatory way. You like, just mean Indians as in Asians, East yeah, Asians. The, the race. Yes, the, of the, the Mongo, not so Mongolians, the, the natives, the natives weren't able to do the 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 work that they wanted them to do. And I remember recently I was reading upon the classical uh, system, the classical human resource system, mm-hmm. and it it talked about uh, there was this guy Taylor, um, Frederick Taylor, and what he was saying was that. You needed to design how much work you wanted to be done scientifically. Mm-hmm. Then you needed to design the worker that could complete that work, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you look at slavery, it was just that. They wanted a certain amount of sugarcane per day, mm-hmm. right? And they looked for the worker that was capable of doing it. Of providing and, then, but, and then this is, this is the sinister part to me. Right, because it it happens in in religion and all that kind of stuff. Mm. How do you get a natural man to hate another man? Religion. Like I'm gonna ask you that question and then I'm gonna answer it. Um, in my in my opinion, the easiest way is to tell him that it's God's will <laughs> that you be yeah. that you be the master what, what, and this person be the slave. But in telling them that it's God's will, mm. that's not enough. You have How to look get them. You have to make sure that they know that God looks like them and not like the other person. Not only that, I think it's so much more because it it comes down to make it so that this person is doing something wrong. Make it so Mm -hmm. that you, by them existing, you are in danger. Oh snap! I see. Where, I see where you're turning this. So, so that's what happened in the Crusades. You mm-hmm. know, they got up and they were like, "Oh, these these heathens, heathens they're going yeah. to come and they're going to take your land." Look at the Second Amendment rights in 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 the U.S. These mm-hmm. persons are coming to take away your guns, and uh, <sighs> and then when it came to slavery, it was like those heathens, those persons. We need to save them. From themselves, because they're what they we call them. They call them savages and barbarians. Yep. It's like we, we need are, to educate them. We are we the life need to force. Bring them into the fold and listen to that exact phrasing. We need to save them from themselves. This is and where have you heard that recently? 
<laughs> we have we heard that recently. Okay, so <laughs> it, it comes down to the whole vaccination, unvaccinated thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, and let me say this, I am pro-vaccines, right? Mm-hmm. But if if we were to put ourselves in the shoes of persons who were a part of the the Spanish flu and, you know, when influenza became a thing initially, mm-hmm. um, they would have been persons who were hesitant. And... Uh, the science is nowhere near it is now, right? Mm-hmm. And so you, you have this situation right now where you're telling someone that I am saving you from yourself. Mm. And a person is saying, well, how are you saving me from myself? Like, help me out here. It's like, don't worry about how I'm saving you from yourself. Just... You're just a lonely, stupid person. Come, come, come. Let me help you. And that has been the rhetoric. Yeah, but you it's know? very derogatory. Like, yeah, so it's like when people ask questions, and I've learned in, in my life that people ask questions from the position that they're at, the level of fear that they're experiencing, because our societies have been brought up in fear. Correct. Governments set policies based on the fears of the people, mm-hmm. right? After 9-11 happened or after the... The shoe incident happened with the, the girl, the lady who had a bomb in a toothpaste container. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bam. All toothpaste are banned. No one developed like a scanning method to see whether or not this is toothpaste or not. That's too much. Let's just ban all containers. Duns. Right? Right? <laughs> Duns. So it's, it's like... This, and these things and don't change, you know, Stefan? That's the problem with... They, that's don't, the, change. they don't change. You, you set this precedent. Okay, nobody could have toothpaste in, in your bag because somebody did this one thing. One person did something. And yep. it now has made it more difficult for millions upon millions of people to function. It's exactly. not enough to say, so, "Hey, let's just create a let's create a system that we could de- detect if there are any explosive materials in your bag." Exactly, exactly, and and thermodynamic material usually has a certain signature. So I I don't think that it is impossible for us to create it. It's not. Um, and that, that that's the funny thing. It's just like, and and that's the problem that I have with now too. It's not that I'm against vaccines. Like, I, I've taken my shots from since I was small because this is to prevent disease. Um, disease. Uh, uh, oh, well, it's not really to prevent disease, actually. Outbreak. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's to um, prevent okay. outbreak. Uh, right? illness. Right? So mm-hmm. it's an all-of-society approach. But the difference between those vaccines that they, with us here, now they've been around forever. Mm-hmm. So they're tried, tested, and true. And I'm pretty sure that they're, they're persons who have had adverse effects or adverse reactions of to these, these existing vaccines. Mm-hmm. But we have an interconnected world, so it's like that, that information travels much faster. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that the vaccine doesn't work or can't work. It just means that we have to do a better job. And there have been revisions to vaccines in the past. Correct. Same thing with cancer research. Instead of polluting your system and burning up, taking the fever approach, as I would say. Mm -hmm. Because you get a fever, your body raises your temperature to try and kill off whatever bacteria or virus that is inside of your body. And then it it lowers its temperature after. That's to put it very simply. (laughs) I think that's putting it extremely simply because it's it's so much more than that in terms of pharmacobio. It is. It's way more than that. It's way more than that. We we use the fever approach. So we, Mm -hmm. we use 
chemotherapy and stuff like that. We burn out all of the cells and we hope to high heaven that they don't grow back. Yes. But now persons are looking at cells and realizing that each cell has a unique signature and uh, let's target that signature instead of targeting all of the cells. cells, And that's where mRNA and all of that thing comes in. So Mm. it's like we're we're trying to repair an instruction set, much like a a computer. We're trying to repair a line of code Mm. so that it works properly. And all of that is amazing and it's cool, but we don't know the, the full extent of it. And even for regular vaccines, like there are persons in the U.S. and all around the world who refuse to take vaccines. Mm, of course, the anti right? mm. Yeah, they are truly anti-vax. And I don't think anyone in our federation is anti-vax. I think, uh, as someone put it on their, their social media posts, they're probably anti-vax. Anti-risk? Right? that too so it's like we we have to i think as human beings like we've just stopped listening to Mm -hmm. one another like these persons these are persons who have heard like people that they may follow on social media or or follow on the internet in a whole Mm -hmm. and they're they're, they've heard like all of these horrible things have happened true right Mm -hmm. and we cannot disregard the fear whether it's, it's, it's real or not, we cannot disregard a person's fear because it's one of the most basic instincts. And the reason why it's so hard to get rid of or overcome is because fear, in, uh, as they would say in earlier evolutionary times, is what kept human beings alive. alive. Correct, correct. Right? That mm. fight or flight instinct. So it's like once someone is in that fight or flight mode, the very first thing that you need to do is to calm them down. Mm-hmm. Because nothing you say is going to make sense to them unless, unless you calm. calm them down. And then they're rational. Right? Exactly. And then we, our approach hasn't been to calm persons down. It's, it's just been to create a different type of fear. Mm. You know? Mm. And it's like, when are we going to get it that we, we don't have to create fear? in order to, to, to talk to somebody. And I might sound like a hippie right now. No, no, you don't, actually. But, no, not to me. You don't, you don't sound like a hippie. It's a lot of but sense. That, that's, that's the thing. And, and so it's like, for me, I'll share my personal story. Mm. My wife is pregnant right now. And Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you're going to be a daddy. And, <laughs> it's an exciting and frightening time. <laughs> I could imagine. At, at this point, it would, I, would be, uh, I would be scared out of my mind. I, I don't know. I am. I, I prefer I am. And here's, strength and for you. And here's why. Thank you so much, brother. But here's why I'm, I'm afraid. Because my wife, I can't say that we've had the smoothest pregnancy. Mm. And... Uh, I've stepped into a lot of roles. Like we have a daughter mm-hmm. um, from a previous re- uh, previous relationship, and you know, I love her to death. Like she would be upset with you if she heard you say that I'm going to be a daddy. Like she said, he's already <laughs> a, a daddy. daddy. Oh wow, wow, wow. Right. I'm sorry, I'm so, sorry. I, yeah, I apologize. You do have to apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. I won't say her name because this is a protected forum, yeah. but. I apologize yeah. sincerely, daughter of um, Stefan's. Um, um, she'll, she'll love you more for that. But <laughs> uh-huh. I have to know, like, you know, do homework, prepare. Well, I use, I'm, I cook all the time. So mm. it's like, but it's like you're cooking like all, all, all the time. Right. It's like not jo- joint cooks. 
anymore. No, you, it's so you. It's me. It's me cooking, cleaning, washing the clothes, getting um, my daughter ready for wherever she has to go and whatever she has to do and so on. So I cannot afford any downtime. On top of that, I'm autoimmune. So wow. there's not enough data that's there for me to take uh, the vaccine outright like that. Mm. I, I, because I, for me, I need to know, know, know exactly what it's going to do to my body, mm. right? Because my skin cells are so messed up, right? Like if I touch a surface that is unfamiliar to me, mm. like I would have like wilts and wheels along the entire portion of my hand that touched that surface. Jesus, please. It's that sensitive. So... Like, my body is just like a mixture of a whole bunch of things that went wrong and right at the same time, right? Uh-huh. So so I have that. So I have to be very careful with what I put into my body. Mm-hmm. I don't eat cakes or sweets. Uh, I, I stay away as much as possible from sweet drinks and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I cut out chocolate out of my life going on 10 <sighs> years now just to make sure that I stay in good health, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And there was a portion of time that I was I was vegetarian because it needed to happen to create that separation from the state that I was in before to the state that I'm in now. No, true, true, true. And, and so, like, I have to be very careful. So there's the pregnancy and me having to be very careful. And if I'm sick for one day, that that could be detrimental to my family. And then people are talking about like, oh, well, you could bring in other family members and so on. But then that's putting my core family at risk. At risk, yeah, because you're bringing, you're bringing an outside entity into your home. Exactly. Even if it's somebody so, you love. Like, and that's the thing people need to realize. Like, <clears throat> your relationship with people doesn't change the fact that they are outside of your household. Like, everybody exactly. is on the same it, level it doesn't. outside it doesn't. your household. <laughs> it doesn't change anything that you love them. <laughs> Exactly. And so it's like I have all these factors to consider. And and uh, my friends and family have been super supportive. They mm-hmm. have. Right. And you you go through this and you you. So I can't afford any downtime. Mm-hmm. I still have to work. And so we go through this. And so I say, well, I'm going to wait until after pregnancy is completed. The baby is safe and sound and fine. And then I could, I could take manfully, yeah, you could manfully right? risk it. I accept the risk that at some point that I might catch COVID, mm-hmm. right? But I am doing everything in my power to delay that as long right? as possible. And yeah. I've I found that the the non pharmaceutical measures have worked for me mm. because. I've had to come out of side of my house during lockdown of course, to of deal course. with clients and situations and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, big up the police officers of the, the CID department that, you know, they're amazing people. Like, they just, they help me with everything and anything that I need to do. What? And uh, You have a very good, yeah, that's man, a very positive relationship to, to the community. Yeah, I, I, you, you, when you find good people, you find good people. I got you. Right? Uh-huh. And, so I, 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 I love them. I love them. Uh, even though we've known each other for such a short space of time. I got you. And so. That's your unique circumstance. I've, I've done that. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. I've worn the mask. I've, I've done everything that I needed to do. And I have been safe so far. 
Correct. Now, I've always said to my wife, I said, like, if I if if I contract COVID and I make anybody else sick, if the law wants to lock me in jail, they're free to do so because then I would have put somebody at risk that way. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I'm being careful and using non-pharmaceutical measures as it should be, mm-hmm. then uh, then I should be fine, which I am. So, it, uh, but what scares me is that all, with all the restrictions, like you know, what hurt me the most recently was that. I've been at every monthly checkup for my 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 child mm-hmm. since inception. Like, you know, that first heartbeat, that that ultrasound that you can see, like he's no longer an alien anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and, and all of that stuff. Right? Taking form, amazing journey. Uh-huh. Right? It's an amazing journey, and I think that like if 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 society changes in such a way that they give fathers or at least provide fathers with the opportunity to be a part of this process mm-hmm. and they don't have to fight so much, we'll end up with better fathers. Come here, come here. Of like, course. How, how things stand right now is like, I can't even be in the room when birthing is happening, you know? Yeah, damn, man. And, and that sucks. And so I had to miss an appointment because of COVID. So my wife went in alone and I hated that. I, I was so, so angry because to me, it was simple, right? Mm-hmm. You already have an equation of how many persons per square foot. Mm-hmm. Include the couples in that square foot and schedule your time so much so that you have the required amount of the the the, square the recommended amount of persons within that square foot. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna say that my appointment is one o'clock mm-hmm. and you have maybe two or three appointments before me, then you have to make sure that the flow happens in such a way that enough persons are coming in and out so that you stay within the recommended mm-hmm. um, amount, amount of persons per square foot. Mm-hmm. But no, we, we took another blanket approach and we said, hey, just the, the patient. No, <sighs> my wife has con- a condition. And, you know, where my mind went, I'm, I'm the medical mind in, in my family. <laughs> You're the medical right? mind. Uh-huh. So it's like my wife would go in and she would be like, everything cool, doc? Yeah, everything cool. And then she leaves, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm going to be like, yo, hold up. No, 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 no. What about this? What are our chances of that? And so on. So I, I would ask like all the important questions. Mm-hmm. And she, not saying that she's irresponsible. No, no, she's not. She trusts, she trusts me to do that. Correct. Right? Like mm-hmm. that's my job. That's my role in this marriage. Like you're supposed to ask the hard questions. And one time she fell. She fell in the heart of town. Oh, I no. wasn't there, right? I wasn't yeah. there. And uh, I, I kid you not, I drove like a madman. <laughs> like I'm, hi- you see that hyper-focus that we were talking yes, about? Yes, correct, correct. That hyper-focus? Boom. Like I could come within an inch of your car and not touch it simply because it's like my brain is it's mathematical in that regard and it's calculating everything. everything. And so this is me parking in the middle of the road, hazard lights on, running across the road, Helping, and I'm sure the person, the, the lovely souls that help her, mm-hmm. helped her, you know, they were like, who's this crazy person taking her up? Like, she had to be the one to say, that's my husband, that's my husband, because I didn't care who else was around. <laughs> like, my thank yous had to come after, you know? I got you. Because, so I didn't see how she fell. I got her in the car, and she's telling me, Stefan, slow down, <laughs> slow down. And I'm not even answering, because there's no way... 
I'm slowing down. And I, I thank God that like when I got to each light, it turned green because I was not going to stop. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so I was seriously like I passed a car like mm. at the stoplight. <laughs> Like, he was there, and he was, like, preparing to move off, and I was like, nah, that's too slow. And I went around him. Wow. And I got to the hospital. I got to the hospital, and the security guard, seeing me fly up to the hospital, my wife can't walk properly, and uh. he is going to, he's going to be sanitizing your hand. And I'm like, like, some very obscene things came to my <laughs> mind at that time. It's like, yo. This is my, but I stay calm, sanitize my hand. I said, yo, you done now? No, take your temperature. I said, you got to say that while I'm moving. And I, I got the wheelchair and I rolled my wife in. And that's supposed to be the orderliest job. But hey, you know what? Cool. You got to do what Get you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Get there now, gone into the room and... They're doing like, you know, preliminary tests, checking blood pressure and stuff like that. And I'm like, are you going to do an ultrasound? Mm -hmm. They said, no, she's not bleeding. So I said, what now? So I'm like, so they explained it to me. So, you know, me being me, Mm -hmm. took a deep breath, looked, went and did like a quick research section. And they're well within their rights to say, no, we don't have to do an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. No. What got me is that they did not do an examination as yet in terms of like they, no one touched the belly, no one touched like different portions. Because, you know, if you touch different portions and there's a pain, mm-hmm. it's a sign that, you know, something is going to happen and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't do that. So I'm like, okay, well, you didn't do this examination, but you don't want to do an ultrasound. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Wow. And I, I went further and I said, on top of that, we didn't know if she fell on her back, if she fell on her belly. There might be something wrong with the baby, but because she's carrying a baby, there might be something wrong with her. Mm. And are we going to wait until she's bleeding or cramping or feeling pain? You know, I said, where's the diagnostic medicine here? Where's the preventative care here? You know, Mm. like we had an incident of trauma. And I think, and, and I said, even if I have to pay for it out of my pocket, I don't care. I would prefer that we do a proper diagnostic before we go forward. Correct, and correct, the reason correct. I'm this way is because before I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. like I would go to doctors and they would say, I'm fine. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not fine. You know? Mm-hmm. And I went from doctor to doctor. One, t- one person asked me if I had AIDS and I'm like, what? <laughs> Next person saying that it's possible I may have cancer. So it's like you go through those ebbs and flows and the, those ups and downs and you're like, am I crazy? So I, when I found the right doctor and she did a battery of tests, it cost me an arm and a leg, but I, I she found what the problem is, mm-hmm. you know? And it was a simple ANA test that needed to be done. Wow. And then I went to the U.S., I got treatment and I didn't want to be hyped up on medication. So they were like, okay, well, since you don't want to be hyped up on medication, this is the alternative that you can do mm-hmm. that will help you and it's worked right and <laughs> why do why do americans why does the culture of america feel like it's always like a commonplace thing to have you hopped up on medication for the rest of your life i feel like in people's because it's easier it's like 
Yeah, it's it, it is, right? But like, it, it is I, I just find it to be strange. Like you are 60 years old and you have about eight different pills that you have to take on a daily basis. Like, they, I don't know if, I don't know if to me, and again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to tell people don't take the medication. Please take your medication. Yeah, but I'm just saying because it's, it's necessary and, and if your doctor you know I'm not trying to go again but I just feel like you know as, as there, must a, be, uh, there must always be another way there must be a way where you are going to be getting better you, you know what I mean like like you, you should be it, it comes it comes down to systems too because it's like um, all systems are linked and if you look at it from that way it's like if you look at American insurance, most insurance companies don't cover alternative medicine. Mm, correct. So for a person to be able to afford that, they can't, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it, it, it comes down to that too. And it's easier. They live in a society where it's like, you got to get to work. Uh, your work really doesn't care about how you get to work. You have to oh, get to work. Fear. You have to produce. There's no time for recovery or anything like that. There are no paid vacations. You had to put food on the table. You know, you, you have a lot of different things that affect that decision. But I knew I was coming back to the Caribbean. Um, I knew I wouldn't have access to some of those medications anyway, or I'd have to, like, have my doctor bring it in. And oh, I'm at an that alleged. time anyway. Yeah, I'm an so alleged. I was looking at the cost. So I, I thankfully that I took that road and it worked. But you know, it's I funny. To, I, it's, it's funny how uh-huh. every single every single thing that we're talking about, just because you've set the precedent, it's like it always comes back to following the money too. Because yeah, if, you if, gotta follow the money. Because the pharmaceutical, the pharmaceutical uh-huh. companies, right? Um, as interesting as they are, my God, when they control a market, especially in the states, they control a market thoroughly. Like I think mm-hmm. right now one of the medications that's just skyrocketing is diabetes, like um insulin. Mm-hmm. Insulin is, is mm-hmm. ridiculously expensive in the United States. Yet insulin in the in Europe, in Australia, even in Canada next door is 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 almost dot cheap. It's 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 yep. it, it's crazy, right? But yet so many I watched, people uh huh. But yet so many people have diabetes. And a lot of things, of course, we attribute it to sugar intake, lifestyle and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, it's so diabetes as a well, at a point in time in our history probably wasn't something that you could pass on to your 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 unborn child. But no, because of again because of the lifestyle and the, the environment that we're cultivating, it's way more prevalent. Even in it, the junior diabetes is on the rise. So what I'm saying is, yep. you have this thing that is prevalent, super prevalent, right? Um, it's common. Mm-hmm. Most, a lot of people seem to, to just kind of, even in the Caribbean, a lot of people just kind of go into that lifestyle and then go into diabetes, right? And then you mm-hmm. make the insulin drug so expensive for everybody, even though this drug is going to be used by tens of millions of people. Let but, me tell you something, right? Like during my research over the the, the past lockdowns, I, I think it was a, a series called Unnatural, or it was some other series, right? There, there was this young man. I think he had ALS, mm-hmm. or he had this this motor motor disease, debilitating, and there's actually a drug for it, and uh, it will cost him two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. What? US, right? Because 
like my friend, a friend of mine, he is, uh, he's doing his doctorate in physics. And he said, I asked him one time, I was like, why is it that your equipment costs so much more than mine? He, he says it, it comes down to the, the quality control and the testing that they do. Like uh, he, he has like stuff that like simple things, simple looking things mm-hmm. based on the material that it's made out of and so on and so forth. So I, I know that it's expensive to create something, mm-hmm. right? But because that expense comes because of the, the mentality that we've developed over the years and this, this type of society that we live in, mm-hmm. things don't need to cost that much. No, but they I'll never... Do because of the society, because every at every at the end of the day, everybody is seeking to make a profit, Correct. not to serve, no, but to make, make a profit. A yeah. profit. Correct. So it, it's gonna happen that way, and you might say, well, in Canada it's cheaper, but if you think about it, it's cheaper in Canada because they have universal health care and. Mm-hmm. And because they want to make their system more attractive so that they can draw more persons into it and tax everybody. Correct. So it's also it's driven by competition. So it's like... It's all... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, and then, like, I heard one person say at times, like, Canada doesn't have a strong military simply because anybody who attacks the U- the Canada would have to attack the U.S. too. It's true because and the U.S. would say that this is too close for comfort, we're going. We, we have to yeah. connect. We have to. Co- it's interesting, you know. It's interesting yeah. because you, the United States, especially when it comes to the military, they spend. I think it's ten more. <clears throat> they, they spend ten times more than all of the countries behind them combined. Combined, yeah, yeah. Because you you live in a society of fear. Correct. There's a lot of fear mongering that happens, and and that's how. We- they get people to act the way in which they want to act. And at this juncture, I would like to say that when governments were originally designed because of social groupings and cultures, it wasn't to... It was like I was hiring you to do a job that I could do myself, but I didn't have the time to do. So, for instance, it's like I'm hiring a president or a government official to look at all of the nitty-gritty, all of the critical details for me. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. And um, you are not just there to do what I want, but to do what is in my best interest. But here's the caveat. When you're doing what is in my best interest, you have to... It's like I'm the owner of the business, mm-hmm. so you have to present the case to me so at the end of the day, I choose, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I, governments that's, don't work like that. No, they don't. And you know, you know, I In think this day and age. I think one, I think there are two, there are two things that come to mind directly when you say that there's one, if the government is working for everybody, everybody is different. <laughs> so, so, so you must have multiple plans. So which you means you must. you must have multiple plans, but you also must constantly be doing the consensus but also too the second thing you, you have to do a consensus regularly because then it's a majority yeah. rule especially in democracy it's a, it's a majority rule it doesn't rule. have to be it doesn't have to be majority rule because if it's majority mm-hmm. rule it goes back to that capitalist system where someone is disenfranchised it, no, that's it's correct not, 
Correct. It's, in, it's not inexpensive to please everybody. It's not. It is super expensive to please everybody. It is. But you must, at the very least, be able to make everybody feel like they're on the same playing field. You mm-hmm. must never allow one person to feel less than the other person, even if they're, they differ. And it comes back to that reporting mechanics. Like if, if someone says, I want a football field instead of a, a hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instead of getting up and building the football field, the government is there to say, hey, we have on average 2 million deaths. And it's not from things that we cannot deal with. So if we build a hospital, we'll be able to deal with the deaths and the additional injuries that would come from building the football field. So can we build the hospital first and then build the football field? And any rational person would say yes. And even if you have irrational persons there, Mm -hmm. rational rationale should should prevail. Correct, correct. And then, then, as a government, you also have the responsibility of now going back to that person and say, hey, well, we voted and people want to build a hospital first, but this is what I'm going to do for you, right? Mm -hmm. While we're building the hospital, we will clear this field. It will not be the best field, but we'll clear this field so that we stay within budget so you can play football here. And then when the hospital is finished, I promise you that we'll go. So then it's not where you're telling one person yes and one person no, you're saying, hey, this is priority, and so on. And so you set an example to the entire society of what priority should be. And Why? that is what mm-hmm. is, is not happening. Because True. when this, this pandemic happened and we went on a lockdown the first time, I knew a lot of persons would lose their jobs. Mm-hmm. I have many friends in the, the hotel industry that were at home. Mm-hmm. So the person I am is like, I, I just want to solve things. Like, mm-hmm. how can I help? Mm-hmm. Instead of doing a stimulus package, in my mind, right? We have, we, we've lived in the Stone Age for so long. And the first thought that came to my mind was like, let's get out of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? All of our stuff were written on documents. Okay, get your lawyers, drop a non-disclosure agreement or some kind of agreement. And you take those same persons in the hotel industry, the same $1,000 that you use in the stimulus, you say, hey, you can work two days a week for me. You get the $1,000, but you have to produce, you have to digitize a certain amount of documents. Mm. I'm going to give you the, the database that you plug all the information in so mm. you don't have to worry about organizing it. You're just typing. So you create, you take the thousands that were out of jobs and you create thousands of data entry clerks. Mm. Versus just giving them the money just like that. You actually create exactly. some productivity. Yeah, because based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, people, when threatened, are going to move. <laughs> like when they feel something is threatening them, they're going to move. So they, they see that COVID has threatened their livelihood. So when you create an alternative, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Then you add the food vouchers. You go to the, the big corporations and you say, hey, yo, you've been making a lot of money off of the citizens. Right? Correct. This is how you're, this is how you're going to give back. These persons in this bracket, you add that $200 voucher to them. 
So you're getting return on your investment because now you're saying these persons get a $200 voucher or discount mm -hmm. at the stores, right? Mm -hmm. So people are still alone instead of missing a, a large portion of persons at the stores, you're still getting the same amount of um, persons at the stores, but you make your profit through volume, mm -hmm. right? And you're getting persons as data entry groups. So birth certificates, land documents, um, everything. Even the health department. Not, Even the health yeah, department. That, and and that is what I was going to focus on because my next idea was we, we swipe to go into most of our offices. Mm -hmm. They they have what, what it's it's a key it's a type of fob. So you you go you take your ID you put it against the thing and it opens the door for you. Mm -hmm. Whereas everybody has to ring the bell and lock, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in the medical field, you don't ever want to create something just for COVID, true, right? True. Mm -hmm. You want to create something that you can term it as oh, this is our infectious disease um, plan. Mm -hmm. Right, <clears throat> we've we've been talking about digitizing the medical system for a long time, right? Correct, but yeah. Let's look at let's look at it this way: you take those same data entry works and you digitize all the records. Well, then what would you do with it? How can you use it to benefit the environment that we're in? Because what I'm about to tell you can actually create a sense of normalcy mm -hmm. with um, COVID protocols. No. If you take someone's social security card or you take their national identification card, which has a barcode at the back, it by does, the way, which we never use, that we've never scanned. Mm. So you take that and you apply the medical information to that. True. Right? Mm. So now when you're entering a store, instead of having to physically write your name in a book, which creates contact, by the way, it does. With the pen and the book and the person who is, who is there. Well, sometimes right? they have somebody writing there. At the market, I think they'll have somebody writing in the book. But even so, mm -hmm. you are creating contact because based on, I think, what I've heard from the briefings is that if you spend about 15 minutes in close proximity to a person, you become at risk. You become a significant contact. True, true, true. Mm -hmm. So, even with your mask. Think about all the <laughs> other persons in the line that are getting significant contact. With you, yeah. Right? For an extended period of time. Exactly. So now, instead, you come to the store and you just beep. It says, Stefan Joseph went to Caribana, mm -hmm. right? At 4.54 p.m., right? And all these people were in Caribana at the time. And exactly. All of these persons would have been in Caribana at that time. So you now have all the contacts that I've made in Caribana. Now let's take it a little bit further, right? You can add the temperature check to that. So you hook up the temperature. Um, I guess you, we'd have to build some kind of translation device, right? Mm -hmm. So you take the temperature, it pops it in with Stefan's information. So his temperature was 98.6 degrees uh, when he went into Caribana at this time, right? Mm -hmm. Then I, I beep when I go out. So Stefan spent 15 minutes in Caribana, and in that space of time, these were the persons that were in there. So now you get you automatic contact, contact tracing. Automatic contact tracing. You know who does this already? Taiwan. I think Bahamas started doing something similar, but mm -hmm. they have like a digital card, vaccination card. They don't have like 
the, the store still. It's a dead cat. Taiwan has been doing it for, I think, about nine years. Nine years? Okay. Taiwan because has they been always doing it. have some kind of infectious disease over yeah, there. Well, since SARS, since SARS, they really exactly. wake up, eh? Because they work out. Exactly. They work out. This thing cannot be. And they were doing really, 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 really well. They had seven infections, I think, at the height of COVID last year. Things change okay. now because I think they relaxed some of the. Um, the input, the input, yeah, some of the restrictions they did because Taiwan was having a very, very normal time last year. When I say normal, people were going to events regularly, eh? like they didn't have no restrictions on people and the amount of people. No, you could go; they were good. But, but then you have you have the wild type, the variant. So, so you never at, know. At that time, the, the problem is as you as you said, the variants. The variants came into play at, again a little bit later. I'm talking about last year when we were having our lockdowns. Taiwan was yeah. Taiwan was fine. Yeah, I had and, I had a I had a friend over there, and it was basically like okay, yeah, you know, we good. We're good. And it's because and, and, of this groundwork that you're talking about. It's having a system where everything, a lot of information could be garnered without having to necessarily track down people. Because that's what's no. keeping us back now. We, the no, contact tracing is, is with, slow. With information, you have to have protection. Correct. Like, you would have to develop something that protects privacy. citizens from their information. Yeah, privacy. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something that can be overcome. Because if you think about it, we've had a year, <laughs> over a year with this thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like you set up uh, an infectious disease protocol. On top of that, you set up a, a digital healthcare system that is far-reaching. Now, you can say... All right, as a government, this is the mandatory system that we're going to use. And you develop it over time. Mm -hmm. So when I go to my personal doctor, I go, beep, there's my medical information. That's what I went to the hospital for. Mm -hmm. These are the results of it and so on. But it takes planning. It does. And it takes, it takes some investment because the thing is, as you say, we've kind of wasted an opportunity. I went to the health center. Again, I'm not, I'm not anti-vax. And I went to the health mm -hmm. center and I was surprised at the setup view. Um, I, I went to Bassey Head Center, which is the one next to TechVac. Um, yeah. and I was surprised at the prim, like we are still in the paper pen age, like deep. And it's, the thing is what, primitive. it's primitive. And the thing is even the form that you're filling out. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to bash any human being. I'm just talking about the system that, that we have. When I when I went the first time to get my first shot and they had a a, a farm that you had to sign up. It's like, it's like like very rudimentary thing. What is your name? What is your address? Date of birth. Now you can pull from almost any, any other like, database. Correct. <laughs> any other database. Because these are things that you would have had to fill out many times, right? Um, what is your 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 medication history? Uh, what did you do this and blah blah yep. blah, blah? And do you have a when uh, was your last surgery? When was your last surgery? And and they also had a question as what what are, are you allergic to this medication? No, I never hear about the stuff they were asking me ever in my life. So I don't even know if exactly. I, I was. But the thing is, what I'm saying is. When I the went medication back, medication could have been in something else that you would have taken. Exactly that, that I did not know. Correct. So but, what I'm saying is. What I'm saying is this. The first time I went, we filled out this form. All right? The second time I went, you had to fill out practically the same form because yeah. it's paper, right? And I found it, I was irritated to the max because 
you had to stand up in a line to get the farm for the second shot. And then you had to mm -hmm. fill out the farm if you don't have a pen or whatever the case is. Then you had to wait basically either in the sun or underneath a tent that was easily filled, of course. And then mm -hmm. it's like all of this is like, but you're putting me... <laughs> This step, this thing is you're slow. Creating. You're creating yeah, you're an opportunity creating. for mm -hmm. infection to spread because all of these people yep. gathered in a lane. And it, the thing is, there's no, it's very difficult for them because then they don't have the staff to necessarily police yep. the area. So people are getting close to you and it's very uncomfortable. Like, you know, you're in a, a pandemic. You know, you right now you're in an infection stage of the pandemic for us. Mm -hmm. and you're standing up in a line where strangers are passing you, but you don't know these people. They're passing you to get in front of the line or rushing to get to the back of somewhere, and they're passing you right next to you. Everybody's close together. Everybody's under they're this. Touching you. Touching you. And, and th this is what you're dealing with, right? Now, what I'm saying is, mm -hmm. what you're talking about, we need it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say ASAP, but we do need it for for situations as these. Because I feel but like... you know what makes it better? This could have been faster. I was in the line for um the second... The, sec the first shot, I went in quick. like, it, And that was like when nobody was studying with it. You know, yeah. like, you know, they really had this... No, they had no deaths and the outbreak didn't happen yet. And everybody was like, okay, cool, come in, need to get on. But the second time, it was yep. the opposite. It was full, right? It took yep. me... Three hours. I was there from one o'clock in the afternoon until three thirty, three forty-five, something like that. I was there just before it closed at the end. Yep. And there was still sixty-something people outside. So, so then you, they would have you to come back the, greatest, the next day. <laughs> yep. You know what the greatest benefit of what I'm talking to you about? Um, no one in the Caribbean has it. Oh, uh, nobody else has it. No, not that I've seen. And. Uh, Thank you to Nevis with all the boasting that we do. Undeserved, in my opinion. Um, you didn't think we deserve a little boasting, Stefan? No. Not even no. a little bit? Not even for staving no. off the, the pandemic last year? And I guess I guess being the anal person that I am, <laughs> yeah, it would be difficult. it's hard for me to give uh, credit. Boast because nuts. it's like, we, can, we, can, we could have taken that system and sent it to other islands. We, we would have created a way to generate revenue mm. during the pandemic. That's what we would have done. Chaos is a ladder. Say again? Chaos. Chaos is a ladder. Yeah. And we didn't. We missed that opportunity. We missed that opportunity. And then on top of that, it's like, you employ this on the buses. Now you, you're able to... to, to get the data from high-flow areas. Nobody's taking names on a bus. No. No one's taking names at a supermarket. No. And you know, the cool thing about the supermarket feature is that what you could have designed the system to do is that at the supermarket, you know, have a certain person per square foot. Mm -hmm. And you wanted people to shop and shop quickly. You're encouraging people to write lists and so on and so forth. Mm. Right? So they don't hang up the place. And so that your lines can move faster. Good. So when you stop people from coming in and you have that line outside, you say, well, hey, persons with, because you give them like a little ticket or a number when they come in, mm. persons with numbers one through 10, you know, you have half an hour left. Persons with number 12 through 14, you have five minutes left. And wow. you'll be asked to vacate the store. So you get that kind of control 
that people are not going to be so standoffish too because you would have told them at the onset, hey, you have 10 minutes in here. And then the conversation of vaccinated and unvaccinated isn't such a big one because then you don't have the contact time necessary for transmission. Mm. So you would have created a system that works for both sides. It's interesting. And, and that's what I'm looking at. It's like, while you're trying to encourage people to vaccinate or people who can't vaccinate, and then this is the other thing, like, where did 70% come from? So I went looking at that. 70% came from what they used for other vaccines in the past. Mm-hmm. That's where it came from. No data. And then the other thing is, is like, we could have become a data center, a data hub. You know why? Because then we could have said, okay, we're taking this vaccine. It is not FDA approved. I don't know why FDA seems to be something big for us here in the Caribbean. I don't, I don't understand right? it. And the FDA has not, not, has not proven the track record. <laughs> the track yeah, record is, not the is, is not great. It's, it's not, it don't even take you a lot of research. To figure they don't this even out. use the same vaccine. No. Right? So don't. what I thought is like when this, this thing popped off initially, right? Mm. We we heard about it since January and we had our first cases in March, the 25th of March. Mm. So what I was thinking to myself was like what we should have done, we should have offered health screenings. We should have mobilized our health sector and offered health screenings to get basic comorbidity information. Basic what? diabetes. Comorbidity information. Mm. Who has diabetes? Who has asthma? Who has this? Who has that? Right? So all of that comes with the databasing. Right? You take that information and now you're able to compare persons based on their comorbidities. Mm. Right? Because when the infection started happening and the, the new cases were popping up, then you could say, well, it seems to me that persons with diabetes are more likely to get this mm-hmm. with shorter exposure times because mm. you look at it and you say hey well 10 minutes they spend 10 minutes in the supermarket um exposure is usually 15 minutes um for a significant contact then what 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 accounts for that five minutes and you look at their become more minutes across the board and you're now saying well you can publish information or you can sell information and say hey this is a study done in St. Kitts and Nevis that shows that with diabetes, you're more likely to get the virus in a less of a transmission period. Mm. So you might have you to, you might, with. yeah, you might want to be more, more proactive if you have such a condition. Um, exactly. And this might help exactly. for your whole entire populace. Like, yeah, yeah, I could say. Exactly. So mm. then it goes, when you have that information too, you can like, okay, this is our vulnerable population. So you have the 30% for the children, mm. automatic vulnerability because they can't take the vaccine or it's not approved for them to take it yet. Mm-hmm. Then you have 20, another 20% of the population that is what we see as the other vulnerable population. Mm. We don't have that data. And we don't have the core. We have data that we would have compiled over the time frame when people would have volunteered that information. True. That is what I call preparing for the pandemic. We would have had that data. We would have been able to say, well, okay, instead of locking down the whole country, let's lock down Sandy Point. I was actually one of the persons when they were down at Sandy Point Primary 
Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, shut off Sandy Park. We have stores and you could do deliveries via food trucks mm -hmm. from Rams or whatever to these stores so we can have the convenience that we need. Mm -hmm. But shut down Sandy Point. Set a set of police at the beginning, set a set of police at the end. And anyone that you find from Sandy Point that is in a different place without permission, lock them up. Instead, and, and we, we feel like because we're such a small country that we can't do that. Why? Mm -hmm. We can. Because at the very least, and what Nevis did the other day, I really applauded them for because it's like Nevis was able to stay open. So at least a portion of your economy is still functioning. Correct. Even during. Like a greater, yeah, a greater portion of your economy is still functioning. Trade is still happening. Banks are still operating. You know? you're generating some kind of revenue, but we, we fail to do that. And that's why I can't boast because it's like, I feel like we don't deserve to. Mm. Right? Mm. I feel like there's so many simple things that we could have done that would have made us not just Caribbean leaders, but world leaders. Yeah, in terms of the response? Yeah, because I look at lockdowns as this. Uh, imagine you have like a minefield. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, the first wave of things, if your first wave of your enemy comes and the minefield explodes. Mm -hmm. So you'd have destroyed the first wave, but you you have to go and set the mine again. To destroy the second, the second wave. wave, yeah. But what if the second wave has more? It's yeah, true. Now you destroy the, the requisite amount, but then some start to come through. Which is exactly so you have to, how COVID works. Exactly. <laughs> so... Unless you change from the system of a minefield, then you would always end up just going to the extreme. And it, it played out this time around. If you think of the persons who were... And, and, and I have a theory mm -hmm. why, you know, some people are hesitant, because they don't see the purpose of it for them. Big companies see the purpose of it for them because they have high traffic, high flow. Mm -hmm. They benefit from the, the tax credits and so on. But like the layman on the street, he doesn't benefit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't benefit. So he's like, I'm 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 doomed if I take it, I'm doomed if I don't take it, you know? Mm -hmm. And because uh, the effects, they, they don't trickle down to him. That's the thing. It's, it's kind of uh -huh. funny. It's kind of interesting, like to say, I guess everybody has a different perspective indeed, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I guess how I've always seen it and and economically is that in terms of getting the opportunity to work, like, I don't want to, like, for example, my, my one, it's not a fear, but one of my, my, my biggest things is if we go through a lockdown and then after the lockdown, I still can't work. Like, I'm in a precarious position here. Exactly. You see what I mean? And, like, and, and, it, 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 and it's, it's just that. It's like, when you blow it up with a, a, a lockdown, people become, naturally become more fearful. Correct. Because you have less income. And the thing is, for, for yeah. some of us, for some of us, I don't know, I mean, for a lot of government workers, and my mom was talking about this the other day, when you're a government worker, when you work for the government, your paycheck is, is, is sure, it's secure, unless they cut you off, which hardly really ever really happens. But unless they cut you That's off, you true. still have a paycheck, right? 
Um, and that's the thing. I was talking to somebody and they were like, "Why? well, why don't you hush your government worker? You no, know? you can't hush your government worker. You're saying you can't no, stand up for the other but people. But I understood. <laughs> it comes back to listening because they didn't use the right words, mm -hmm. but I was listening to them. True. And what they're saying is that just what you're saying is like your paycheck is sure. So you are naturally less worried than I am. Correct. And I had to stop myself and I had to say, I am sorry. I am sorry. Correct. How can I help you Correct. worry less? Correct. And, and these it, are the incidents that trigger my mind to go into overdrive to try to think of ways to help people. But that's the thing. Because and their situation isn't mine. Correct. And the thing is, it's interesting to, I think, like, what we are saying and maybe what we are collectively saying is this. There's a certain level of empathy that you need to have when you have a position of strength to other people yeah. who don't. Because that's, and I think that's something that's missing even in the current administration. And from the very get-go, there was a mismatch in, you're saying that you're trying to help us, but your stance is so is such that it, there's, no, there's no care coming from anything that you're saying. What you're exactly. doing, what you're doing is not that, is not that we don't have, um, we're not, we're, not saying, we're not saying that we don't appreciate you trying to do something. That, that's, exactly. We, we appreciate you trying to do something to help. And I don't, I, I, in my mind, I think that what they're trying to do is to help. But yeah. the way that they're but, doing it, the way that they're doing it, the, way, the, 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 the whole tone of it that's coming from the fool, it's not, it doesn't have any care and any empathy. When the prime minister goes up and says something like, you know, he, this whole fast and pray thing is very egregious to me, <laughs> right? But when he yeah. goes up and says something like fast and pray, he's saying it from a position, I don't know if he sees it as insensitive, but he's coming from a position of, I don't have to fast and pray ever. You see, and, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and uh, what they were saying is that fasting and praying is not a bad thing. And I had to agree with them. It's fasting true. and praying is not a bad thing. But it is only a good thing when you choose to do it. Exactly. Exactly. It, it cannot be a good thing if, when you are forced to do it. Because fasting and praying when you're forced to do it is called starvation. That is what it is called. Starvation. That's that what I'm saying. Is, that so, is, that's what it is. And the, the timing. Mm -hmm. I, I've always said that you can have great plans. But if you don't time your plans correctly, then they, they could come to naught. Correct. And I find that the timing of what he said made a good thing insensitive. It made it very it, it, insensitive. It's like, it's like how Christians curse sometimes. They're like, well, God bless you, my brother. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're saying something good with the, the most angst and the most malice behind it. Correct, correct, correct. And, you and, know, and that's, that's what it came across. It, it came across that way. But then it it it, 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 it pollutes mm -hmm. not it's not just him and, and it, it's it's something that we need to to probably comment on throughout the entire organization. When I said the entire organization, I don't mean politically, I'm talking about the entire movement. When we are listening yeah. to um, um medical practitioners and professionals talk and they're saying certain things, um the way it is not that what you're saying is necessarily wrong. If you're saying, hey, look, this vaccination is the only, is really the best plan that we have, right? I, I think it is, it is. This is the it best. Is. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing you for saying that this is the best plan we have. 
But you also need to understand that people are not going to connect with it if they are afraid. You, as you said earlier, I think you said it very early in this. You said we are com- they are combating fear with more fear. More fear. Not, yeah. And there's no point of empathy coming into this. It's like, guys, you know, we really do understand, like, taking a vaccine. And, and to me, to be honest, right, the human condition is so interesting. You might be trying to do the best thing for somebody, but you're not going to be successful at doing the best thing for them. So if they don't understand, this is where we're doing that it. It's and the best thing. It is the best thing for you. And yeah. also, you have the ability to tell me how you feel about it. Like, there's nothing wrong yeah. with you saying how you feel about it. If you don't want the vaccine, you need, exactly. And it's yeah. two ways. It's not just me saying, I'm doing the best thing for you, so therefore that's it, hammer down. No. What do you feel about this? How do you feel? Tell me how you feel. Accept it. You, some people are not going to want to do it. And you need to, you still need to talk to and, and engage these people. In fact, you probably yep. need to engage them more. The more. It's called equity. Exactly. That's what it's called. Come you to give me. persons what they need. To, to be who they are. I'm not trying to do this one-size-fits-all thing. And I'm like, for persons like me, I'm going to suffer the same fate of persons who are conspiracy theorists. Mm. You, you will, and because you'll do it. And it's unfair. Yeah, it's unfair. And it's unfair. And who, who's fighting for me? True. Who, is, who is making representation for me? Mm-hmm. A government must know its people. All its people all the different sectors and so on. That is their job. And I'm talking about all governments. Like, I'm not political in any way sense of, because the last election, right, for the mm. first time I said, I'm going to dig into the data because I love data. Mm. And I could tell you the last set of manifestos, every single one of them, from Unity to Labor to PAM to all of them, had something about healthcare and the hospital. Mm. And the very following manifesto had in the same line, almost verbatim, about healthcare and the hospital. <laughs> and this is 10, 15 years back. Jesus, peace. <laughs> it's true. When, when I was having a conversation with someone, and they were like, Nobody just read manifestos. So then why do we waste money producing them? them. Yeah, producing them. Why? Why? Why And then it begs the question, what standard or what mode is there to hold our government accountable? I I was speaking with a politician. And what I loved about that politician is I was able to tell them that you were wrong. And he was able to say, yes, I was. Wow, that's, that's, that's very that much true. alone made me not want to tell him anything else. Because he's like, yes, I was wrong. He also told me that the executive and the legislative branch of our governments are too closely intertwined. Mm. Or too closely... It's like one is supposed to keep the check on the other. The and legislative they're not. is supposed to keep the check on the executive, mm. and they're not. And then enforcement... you can go into parliament and you can make a change and... Now the legislation has to abide by the new change that you voted in Parliament. That's not how it's supposed to be at all. Yeah, and then I, I always ask, uh, what is the purpose of the opposition? Like, the opposition, to me, is supposed to be your check and balance. But the thing is, the, so the, then, the, the only thing that this seems to do is to do it, it, it do it in a public forum, but it's not actually affecting anything. It's not a true check. Yeah, because there's no, check. again, there's no consensus. There's no, there's no, let's vote on this topic, not just as us, 
But what do the people really feel about this? Because if you make an argument, if you, this is how I feel it should be, but it's probably not going to be this way. And I'm very idealistic about how I feel about politics. But anyway, how I feel it should be is, how I feel it should be is that we go into parliament. You are the opposition. I am the income. I am the, I am in, in power at the time. And I'm saying, this is what I want to do. You're saying that is crap. That is bullshit, and you know it. Stop trying to fool the people. Yeah. And then we go to a consensus, not in parliament. We go to a consensus with the people who this is going to affect the most. And we say we are I going it's to call t- a referendum. It's called a referendum, yes. And I think there's yeah. one there's one place that does it regularly. I, I'm not so sure if it's Switzerland, don't quote me, but there's a there's a state in Europe that does there's it regularly. That does it. But I, you see, I, I thought about that too. Right, but I think before that happens, we we have to have better accountability measures. Right. And the only way that we can have that is um, if we have access to the book. Bye. Yeah. We only we base all our arguments on what we're told. Mm-hmm. Um, we say, well. We're going to put 15 million to this, 20 million to this, 30 million to this, but we don't see how it's spent. There's an audit department, but we can't go there and say, I need, can a, I get, I need a report. Can I? I don't want the report. I want the data. Oh, wow. The, 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 the raw data? I want the data. That's not going to be a common request at all. I don't want you to tell me. It's not, but I don't want you to tell me 75% of the money was spent on this. Or 85%. I want to know what made up that 75%. And, and I think that that should be the opposition's job while they're in opposition. Correct. To have access. The opposition becomes the, the audit. Yeah, I realize it's spent. Anyway, Joy. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting because then a lot of things are going to come out that, that are very interesting. Like, why did you spend $2 and million? A lot of things will be stopped before. Before they happen. The other thing I think is that capital projects shouldn't be touched. Capital projects shouldn't be touched. Yeah. So if we agree, based on the same system that we're talking about now, Mm. and we say that this is a capital project, let's say, for instance, a road project, Mm. they would have agreed. And because there's this internal audit system with the opposition and, uh, you know, it's set up in such a way that no one can do it for spite. Mm -hmm. Then uh, when uh, a party wins or loses and they go into government, they cannot just reverse the the contractor for the road program because look how many times we've wasted money. True, 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 true. Yeah, you're right. And gone through a long, long thing. It's like you you go through this long preamble because you now have to go to the courts and you have to to get rid of this contract. You have to create a new contract with this person and that person and so on. A waste of time and money. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we don't we have do. the new road. Yeah, and we don't have the new road. So people are suffering. Their cars are, are, are damaging, being damaged and stuff like that. You know, one of the biggest things that I've had recently was the, and we spoke about it, the old road bay, the new road. <laughs> yes. I haven't I been able to it. go there yet. <laughs> you need to go there and spend some time and look at it. It looks like a patchwork. And I've never seen in my entire life a Freshly paved road, so patch. What are you saying? Like in the heart of old road, or like in your you bay have road? literal. You have the new bay road. You literally have areas that 
it looked like they actually had to resurface or cut out and resurface. What? And then when I tried to look at the plans, I was looking for a retaining wall because every every bay road in St. Kitts and Nevis has a retaining wall, whether natural or otherwise. Mm. This has none. This has a bunch of rocks thrown in the sea um, that a bunch of dirt was thrown on it to create reclaimed land. But if I know water the way I know water, water gets into everything. Once and there's if you any, don't have proper drain, yeah. Once there's an air space, water will go through, what and is... water dissolves anything and everything. Correct, even asphalt, even, especially even asphalt. Time. Yeah, yeah. Because it eats out underneath it's... the asphalt or uh, underneath the yeah. structure, and then it just it, it falls through. It's like it... so that's why you create a road with a camber so that water doesn't settle on the road and runs off to it's the true. side. And you create a drain to the side of the road that, that takes the, the water, water away on the surface mm-hmm. to where you want it to be. Correct. Away That's why roads are built the way they are, so that the subsurface is not disturbed. But wow. we haven't put anything in place. And I have to drive on that road regularly. And I'm wondering, is it going to collapse? Because based on the history that my wife told me, that was what Newtown, Newtown, that's what it's not Newtown, um, Irish town, that area there. Um, the bay road that right in front of the, the from the market comeback mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that originally didn't have a retaining wall and that's why it fell in mm. so they went and they put a retaining wall afterwards they did yeah so why are we building this new road without a retaining wall are we expecting it to be something different because it's in a cove because all the other bay roads are in a cove I really don't know. I'm not a civil engineer, so I have no, I have no authority to speak on this whatsoever. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. I don't know. But neither am I. Neither am I. And there is no one who can answer me to say why it doesn't have a retaining wall. It just got some rocks. There's, there's, for, for me, it's not about me being right and them being wrong. It's about a conversation. It's about communication. It's about you allaying my fears. Indeed. Not just for me, but for my family, for my community. That is what it is about. And we can't seem to have that conversation with any government. Because the purpose of government have been polluted and perverted over time. Yeah. And we as the citizens have just sat down and taken it. I think I think and that's the real sad part. It's sad because I think what we what, what has what has happened is that it's divulged to megalomania. Um you know, again, yeah. I speak about empathy. That's how Trump won. <laughs> that's how Trump won. But that's that's how. That's how but the thing is that I think that pollutes that polluted a lot of politics in the world, and not just in, not just America. True. It's polluted a lot of the world because because of Trump, because of Trump being successful, a lot of governments have taken a very anti. Um, immigration approach to things. They're yep. very xenophobic. Yep. I mean, saying it yeah. is not that. I don't think saying it is is saying it is not xenophobic yeah. in the. It is, yeah, we are xenophobic. Don't get me wrong. As a culture, we are xenophobic, but I don't think we're our, not as bad as other. Places. No, we're not no, as bad as not. other places, and I also don't think that our immigration policy is very entrenched in xenophobia, because we Definitely do allow we we do we do allow Definitely a lot not. of of a lot of people from different cultures to to really come here and and, and even become successful yeah. to a point. Um, yeah, so, I, I, what, what, I, what I would say on that is that it comes back, and I think what COVID 
did for us is that it, it showed us that a lot of our processes are archaic and need looking at. They do. They need, they need, they need. They really do. And they it do. exposed us for how far back we really are. Uh, I was talking to a friend and I always say that we have white elephants in and around St. Vincent's Unfinished projects, you know, things that were done for, for doing sake. I, I looked at the community centers and I'm like, in each community has a community center. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So why couldn't these places be COVID centers? Oh, that's, that's a very good, interesting point. Instead of moving persons far, far away, you send them to a community center. And when the community center is full, then you look to send them to a more central location. That's interesting. It, and as the community center is empty, you move the person from the central location to the community center in their village. You know what's funny? I think the, the only issue I think I could see with that is the fact that we don't properly maintain the community centers at all. When I say we, I mean I mean as a as a as a as a government, not we as a people, because I, I'm I'm yeah. not so sure we have yeah. the access that's to it. do maintenance work like that. The community centers that's, that's are very locked down. In my opinion. That's agreed. And, and because they're locked down, it means then that whatever needs to be fixed, whether it's plumbing or anything like that, no. you, you should be able to do that. I mean, it, it'll be less expensive to do that than, than to, to have hotels do. Correct. Um, thing. It, hotels should be a choice. There's a vacation in place mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, that should be a choice. But then a government facility should be... Um, a makeshift hospital. Yeah. Like, uh, as far as I see, you most have the ability to have AC so you can make people comfortable. You can have them in their beds and so on. And, you know, you, you have community centers with big open room spaces so you can have a decent amount of persons in a, a space. Some of them are upstairs and downstairs. You make so a triage. You, you can do that. Yeah. And, and even if they weren't going to be the centers where people stay at, like you rightfully said, it could have been a triage place. Correct. It could be a COVID center where you go and you get tested. Correct. And you find out, well, what's going on with me, mm-hmm. right? And then it could be a temporary holding area until you're transferred to an actual COVID center. Correct. Which Correct. gives you a buffer. Correct. So you're in the holding center for two, three days while you await your results. And then after that, you're close enough to family and friends that you can get food. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. Without transportation, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you get transferred. So you spend almost a week or five days or four days in one place, and then you only have nine days in another place, and that creates a buffer because then persons who were at that place for 14 days, right, Mm -hmm. now have you you as a, a place have five extra days, and it brings down the cost of, of vacation in place. Because if I have to be transferred to a central place, I'm not paying for 14 days, I'm paying for nine mm. or eight or seven. Correct. Which is become which makes it more affordable. All right, so yeah, man, Stefan, man, thanks a lot for coming on the show, man. Again, I'll probably have to listen to this like a few times because <laughs> I need to internalize some of the ideas, man. It's just it's it's brilliant stuff. Um, of and course, wherever you find ideas, there's gonna be something wrong with it. Of so, course, like as a society, like we, what we can do is just like instead of bashing, like just plug the holes. Exactly, like, to plug the holes. We might need to do this know? to circumvent this issue that might arise. We might need to do this, but this yeah. is a good base. Like it's a good base for us to start. 
I, I think that's yeah. what we need to do for sure. Like we, we always need to focus on instead of saying, oh, that ain't gonna work, like it could work. How Let's, can we, how get, can we get this yeah. to work? Versus it can work. You know what I mean? Yep. But Stefan Joseph, thanks you so much for being on the show, guys. We've been listening to by the brilliant <laughs> I feel it when I talk to you. I'm 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 talking this ain't I'm not trying to be like narcissistic. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who could actually understand, you know, the the kind of I don't want to call us nerds, but like I'm a nerd. We, we I are, own that name. I I rep that name. Like uh, a coworker of mine, uh, when I used to work at Nevis, actually gave me a bracelet called "You're Not Weird, You're Gifted." You're not weird. You're so, what? Gifted. <laughs> gifted okay okay yeah so i own being a nerd because that's what i am like i geek out on a regular basis so it, it's cool being a nerd yeah man it's cool being a nerd for real. and doing the research yeah. and learning all these new stuff on a daily basis like okay wow this is okay this is cool all right but anyway stefan thanks a lot man for being on the show guys you've been listening to objectively incorrect my name is stephen smith and as usual peace no gang signs guys <laughs>